It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby. You're Michael Pappas. Hey. All right, today is a part two episode. I'm sure you saw that in the episode title. If not, now you know. So if you did not listen to this past Friday show, which you probably did. It's one of the best uh, shows that we've done in a while as far as our response. So thank you so much for that. But here is part two uh, coming up in just a moment. There's still a few slots left for the Locked On Auburn Listener League for Fantasy Baseball. If you're interested, reach out to us at LockedOnAuburn at gmail.com. Would love to do that. And also, Michael, I want to give a, a shout out to a um, kind of an historic day here. You know what happened 10 years ago in Auburn history? No. It was the last game in uh, Beardy's Coliseum. Wow. What an era. And it's still there. It's still there. It, it's going to be there for forever. It's so random, all the things that are currently in there now. It's like they're too reliant on Beardy's Coliseum. I was at that game, though. Auburn upset a pretty good Mississippi State team that, that, uh, that night. That's pretty exciting. I guess so. Pretty exciting. If you're into the whole you know, Auburn basketball pre-Bruce Pearl, yeah, maybe that's a stat for you. I don't know. I don't know. Are people into Auburn basketball pre-Bruce Pearl? Nope. Absolutely so. not. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Tony Barber. I liked Lebo, though. Lebo coached that game. I liked Jeff Lebo, personally. But good recruit. Good game day coach. Not a good recruiter. Every time someone talks about the, that guy, Jeff Lebo, yeah. it remind, in middle school and high school, um, we had a like d- dean, I, I don't know, disciplinarian of some sort, uh-huh. whose name was Jeff Laba, and so that's what I think about every time. Okay, so it just harkens me back to my awkward. Coach Lebo's a doppelganger. Also, today is a big day in Michael Pappas' history. Why is that? Um, yesterday was Texas Independence Day, but mm-hmm. I didn't even mention it on the show. So, well, as soon as I turned the microphones me, off, you did bring I it up. I didn't even mention like, it. Oh, man. I didn't even mention it on the show. Okay. So, props to me for that. Sure. Today, I got my first Alabama driver's license. Welcome. Welcome to Alabama residency. Thank you. And you get to vote. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, sort of. We'll okay. See. All right. Yeah. That's state right. income tax, really. Not a fan. Sure. Had to fill out a whole nother form when uh-huh. I started working in yeah. Alabama. Oh, welcome to the club, brother. All right, stay tuned. Coming up next, the top 10 or part two, so it'll be the top five position battles to watch entering spring football or spring practice for Auburn football. Gosh. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. 
save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, let's move on to our top five position battles heading into spring for Auburn football. My number five is offensive guard. We talked a little bit earlier in our conversation how a little bit of tackle action is going to be exciting, but the JUCO guys aren't really here. Auburn has not been able to recruit the tackle position, but they've recruited a bunch of guards and a bunch of guys that that I think a lot of folks are really excited about. Broderius Ham, Cam Stutz, Keandre Jones. I think all three of those guys are good enough to start at guard next year just based on really all the chatter. It sounds like in a lot of situations they would have gotten a chance to do it last year, but just with Auburn returning so many guys on the offensive line last year, I don't think they really got a true shot at it. Tate Johnson is a guy, an early enrollee, three-star, but I think he's a big physical guy. I think he has a chance to to make it a little interesting, but I think it's really going to be down to Ham, Stutz, or Keandre Jones, three guards that I'm excited to see uh, fight for it this spring. What about Alec Jackson? Is he a guard? Or Kamar Bell? He's got to be a guard. Uh, Alec Jackson was a defensive lineman, and they scooted him over. That usually doesn't work, so... Prince Tag is a very, very rare situation where you like you yeah, actually see that work. So I, I just I don't think he is relevant anymore as far as this year. Okay. Unless they just I, develop they him just over the list, next few. Yeah, I know you're just reading guys. I'm gonna be honest with you. Kamar Bell, I think, has got a shot. I mean, possibly. I've heard good things about him, but not at the level of these three guys I just read. Backups on the offensive line, I just don't know very much about. So when I see the names and I've heard them from other people in the in the whispers in the wind, uh, I, I'm going to throw them out. It's this is number four on my list. I think this is the the this might be the most wide open position on the football team right now. It is ripe for the taking. If anyone can step up and you know play really well. Grab the bull by the horns. If Rodarius Ham is not a starter, I would be shocked. Based on what I have heard from people about him and from what people have heard about coaches, whatever, whatever, I would agree with you. Yeah. But there's four open spots on the offensive line. As much as we think it's going to be Coffee and Zaire on the outside. Yeah, the fact that they're not going to be a part of spring makes it even more interesting. Yeah, it, because I want to say one of the people... One of the things people have said that I've heard about Bradarius Ham is that he's been playing really well at tackle and that if he plays guard, he'll get scooted to guard. I That is what I'm pretty sure Josh Vitale said yesterday. Okay. So blame him if that's wrong. Sorry, Josh. I doubt it's wrong then. All right, so what is your number five? My number five is punter. And I know that you're – oh, wow. That was actually an approving thing. Yeah, no, I think that's great. It's not on my list, but I think it makes sense. You, uh, you don't know who it is, you know. You have no. There's not one on the roster. Literally, I, I scratched out Aaron Sipos on the roster. There's no one else. Sipos, we were saying his I'm name sorry. wrong. Sipos on the roster, and there's no one else. Uh, and I know a lot of people will be like, "Well, we don't need to worry about it. They're going to bring in a transfer." Well, like, what if they don't? Like, uh-huh. you have to plan with what you have in the locker room. You know, it would be awesome. Is that they incorporated the whole like if whenever it was like fourth and three around midfield they kept Bo Nix in there to where like the defense had to line up for oh, it and yeah. they just you know they figured out it. like they perfected that I think that'd be awesome. That's not a that's I've heard a lot worse ideas. Or at least if you do it more, you know if you like 
Well, that was what a lot of people were saying when uh, Sippos first announced he was going to the draft, right? That the most experienced punter on the roster right now is Bo Nix because he did it in high school. They would line up in their offense, and then Bo would just punt it. Mm -hmm. And so people were saying, like, they should just do that. It looked good when Auburn did it. Now I don't know if that's a thing where the more and more you do it, the more defense and special teams can adapt to it. I don't know if that's like a game within a game kind of thing that coaches are playing, but... I would love to see that more. Make that run for Offensive Player of the Year, Bo. You do you, brother. I love it if they put their punt coverage team on the field with Bo Nix in an offensive formation. Well, I think that you have fast enough gunners yeah. at wide receiver where like, I, I, think you could, I think you could do that. I just don't want people to be able to take shots at my wide receivers on a random play. Like that, if that makes sense. What would be the difference? Uh, typically, your gunners are not starting. I mean, they're not Seth Williams or Anthony Schwartz. Just mm-hmm. to, I mean, those but, guys but, are just so valuable to your team. All, all that needs to happen. They're, they're not. They're not a gunner though, because they're like for durability. They just you need guys who can tackle. So it's usually like reserve safeties and corners because they can. Yeah, they're fast and they can tackle. Yeah. Yeah, so I I don't I don't think it has anything to do with like taking shots at receivers. I I understand, but you don't think that given the chance they would a defensive back. I think would the do, only, I would do that. I think the uh, no, I don't I, because I think you got to defend it like it's a pass. So uh, like I, I think you're limited how you handle it, but I do think you only could do that when he's like pooching it. Like they're not doing that from the thirty, their own thirty. They're doing it around midfield where it's just like you got to you're forcing a fair catch. Yes, so I, but all it takes is one guy to not call a fair catch and another guy to just headhunt one of your receivers to be like, we're never doing that again. That wouldn't happen. Okay, if you say so. All right, so who, who is, who is in, uh, who's battling for the punter spot? I have no idea. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like, we've got, what is it, two recruited walk-on kickers, punters, or whatever. We've talked about one of them, but he's not. they're not even here in the spring. Sure. And then we've the guys on the roster are... Let's see if I can find the kickers on this thing. It's like seven pages long. Uh, Carlson, obviously. A guy named Ben Patton. Okay. I don't know. He, that sounds like a punter. He was a true freshman. <laughs> and Patrick Mark Walter, who was a true freshman That's, in the fall. That sounds like a punter as well. Who is a... I'm perfectly fine with either of those. He's listed as a kicker slash punter from Atlanta, went to Pace Academy. Get a guy who could do both. Because Sage Ledbetter uh, was a senior last year. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Sage. Miss you, Sage. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, my number four is the interior defensive line. Like you said earlier, Truesdale is the guy who's next to him. Daquan Newkirk versus Connus Miller to me is kind of going to set it up. I think Zacavius Walker is an interesting guy to look at. Listed as a defensive end, but has the size to scoot inside. Some, especially maybe in a pass rushing situation for one of these guys, like Newkirk kind of becomes the run stopper, and then you can force a third and long where you want to scoot guys inside. I think that's where... 
in the season, you're going to look at like Dre Butler. And, you know, he may end up being the starter over both of these guys. But I just have a gut feeling I think Connus Miller is going to be a freak next year. I think he is going to be the guy where it's like three or four weeks into the season and Auburn fans are going to be asking themselves, like, why were we questioning Rodney Garner? I think, are I think, we questioning Rodney Garner? No, but I'm, some people are. I think some people are. Those people are dumb. Uh, I agree. But I think Connus Miller is going to be the guy where it's like, oh, Rodney Garner does know what he's doing. I think Connus Miller is the guy. Yeah, Connus Miller and uh, Tyron Truesdale are the exact, almost the exact same size. Well, how about that? You'd just be very interesting. It would be funny. You know, having, you're, you're you, wouldn't be able to, you wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Your two starting defensive tackles are both 6'2", they both, 310 pounds. They, they both wear the same number. Nope. Close. No. no. Okay. Yeah, they're close. Connors no, wears fine. eight. Tyron Tuesday wears ninety-four. Basically the same. <laughs> uh, my number four was offensive guard. So do you just want to go ahead with your number three, since we just talked about guard for like? Do you, 20 have, minutes? Do you have the same guys listed? Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't write down the guys. That's why I printed out the roster. So it's pretty much. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, uh, we we uh, we talked about all the offensive line. I can't do it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it again. I don't have it in me to do it again. <laughs> Uh, number three, I've got the defensive edge, so the, the buck position. I think Big Cat is your starter on the defensive end, and I think Handy will be his backup currently. That is kind of my guess. Then for the buck, it looks like it's going to be Derek Call. I don't think TD Moultrie is going to go down fighting. I just don't think he's that kind of guy. So I'm really curious to see if he's able to take that step forward. TD has not has not been the recruit or you know I mean he was a five star guy coming in and he was going to kind of be the face of that class it has not turned out that way big cat has really been the better guy those two guys came in together and it's been all about big cat bryant so can he make that step can he make that leap i think it's certainly possible Derek Hall seems like he's going to be the starter they went to him some last year curious to see how much they put his hand on the ground versus how much they stand him up he's a very athletic dude and then Colby Wooden's a guy that a lot of people that I've talked to that know their stuff, they're really excited about his athleticism and his first step. So I think those are three guys at the buck position that uh, that have a chance to, to, to really fight it out in the spring. That is a position that you want to switch out a lot, but I don't think all three guys can play, especially if they kind of switch out who's there, if Big Cat is going to do some buck, if Handy's going to do some buck, if Dre Butler's going to do some buck in the fall. So I, there's just they, they want to switch those guys out and keep it fresh, but that's just too many. There's going to be guys left out. And if it is TD Moultrie, that's going to be a crazy, crazy turn to how his Auburn career ends based on how it started. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, pretty much everything that you said there, um, that that should be a fun battle. See, unfortunately, that is less interesting to me because I think it doesn't matter which one of those three starts. Whichever one it is, he's going to play well, and he's going to be very good. And so I guess for me it, it makes it less interesting. I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm the opposite of those people who are doubting Rodney Garner. I have so much faith in Rodney Garner and uh, Kevin Steele that I'm just like, yeah, they'll, like, they'll be good. Sure. Battle it out. Who cares? <laughs> just slap a number on it. Yeah. 
just slap a, slap a number on him and, and let's get the guy out there. Who is your number three, Michael? My number three is backup quarterback. Um, I yeah, you're rolling your eyes at me. It's way too high. I I think this is one of the most important position battles on the field. Would and you say, would you say it's the third most important? Is that why you put it there? I do. Okay. Oh, I guess. Was this supposed to be most important? I thought it was most interesting. That's fine. It could be whatever you want, man. Okay. I think this is fascinating. I mean, one of these guys has to be able to, uh, they're going to need to solidify themselves as the backup quarterback before Sawyer Bate gets here in the summer. <laughs> I couldn't even make it through that one. <laughs> Ooh, my bad. No, I. Th- this was actually a serious one, just for the record. Um, <laughs> Auburn needs a backup quarterback. Like, no one likes to think about it, but we have seen quarterbacks get injured before. Like, that happens. Not infrequently. <laughs> Stop laughing. And the the plan... Who's your favorite quarterback on Auburn's roster going into 2020? Bo Nix. It's not Sawyer? No. I don't know. I don't really actually know anything about Sawyer. I don't really, really remember how this started. <laughs> um... <laughs> Dude dropped dimes in high school, though. Yeah, won a state championship. Good for him. All he does is win. True. Um, all of the talk about Shael Garnett has been that he is uh, a project, needs to improve throwing the ball, but he's a freak athlete, right? And so if we can see him take some of those steps forward throwing the ball or show up in the spring and be better at throwing the ball than we thought – um, he could very well earn the backup job, and he could be a very obvious succession plan. I think Shael Garnett Nicks. is going to be the story coming out of A-Day. Okay. Just saying it. Just saying it. And then you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you were so right, Zach. I can't believe it. Until one year from now. I didn't think now. guys from Texas, uh, outside of Texas, could be that good. I'm definitely not going to say that. But okay. And then one year from now on A-Day, when the story coming out is Sawyer Pate, you'll apologize to me. That's fine. You know, if Sawyer Pate is ever the story of A-Day, I promise I will apologize to you. Good or bad, by the way. Also, I don't appreciate you just writing off walk-ons. Because I would like to remind you of a little time, of a time when a little old walk-on named... Baker Mayfield walked onto campus and beat out, oh, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes for the starting job. We hung out with a preferred walk-on earlier this week. Why would you not shout out him? But because I'm talking, I, this, I'm talking about this one specific situation. My number two position battle for Auburn football heading into spring is the corner opposite of Roger McCreary. I think it's Nehemiah Pritchett's job to lose, but do they try different things? Do they try Tut out there so they can put one of these talented young guys on the field a little bit more? Do they look at what that looks like? Do they try to get more reps for Peters, possibly? Um, until Damio gets on campus, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of curious what they're going to do on the other side of that to create some competition for Pritchett, but. Um. Yeah, I, I think Nehemiah is the, the guy there, but what do they do to cultivate some sort of competition to, to make these guys better? What number was that for you? Two. Got it. Uh, I talked about that earlier, so I'm going to move on. Yeah, you can. My number two is slot receiver, and actually both slot receivers. Um, 
Who is going to replace the GOAT at Big Slot? Sal Canella. Yeah. All right, so I wanted to put Big Slot on here, but I don't know who Shedrick Jackson's competing against. Is it a battle? Is Shedrick Jackson your Big Slot guy? I think so. He's only six foot. I don't think it's a height thing. I think it's a mentality, like, can you block thing? Oh, I always thought because he called it Big Slot, it was a height thing. Okay. Because they have, like, Little Slot and Big Slot, and Little Slot was Will Hastings, and Big Slot was Sal Canella. Mm-hmm. One is 6'5", and one is 5'10". I thought literally that's why they called it Big one Slot can, and Little well, Slot. Well, one can block, and one can run routes. That's that's really the, the, the trait that they're looking for there. Okay, my bad. But anyway, they both still need replacements. <laughs> I still stand by what I said. Um but like you, I mean, you were kind of talking about this earlier, right? I mean, who's going to emerge as that number three wide receiver? Well, I was talking about the flanker, not the slot. There's they're, they're different positions. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So which one is flanker then? Is that flanker is like the Ryan Davis, Eli Stove role? Okay. Okay. I think I'm with you. Okay. But okay, so I'm looking at. You know, Kobe Hudson at six one. I'm looking at you. Kind of ruined everything I was going to say. I'm well, looking at. Well, he's a, he's. I think he's going to be a flanker. Yeah. See, like, okay. You're just you're just killing me. All right. Uh, I'm looking at Javarius Johnson, five nine. He was a freshman last year. People were really excited about him coming in. He could play slot. Shedrick Jackson, like you said. Yeah. Um, another freshman from last year, Deshaun Sheffield. People were very excited about him coming in. I mean, I kind um, of forgot about him, honestly. Obviously, Matthew Hill. Sure. Um. I think James Owens Moss is a walk-on, right? I think so. Who cares? Let's throw him in anyway. Um, and honestly, Harold Joyner. I understand he's a running back. We'll talk about him as a running back always. Blah, blah, blah. The dude's an athletic freak. Mm-hmm. We, we heard last spring and last fall that they were using him all over the field at, at all kinds of different positions. It would not surprise me in the slightest to see him line up in the slot also. Sure. I think that, that and, makes sense. And maybe even a tight end or two if they're athletic enough. All right. I think our number one is the same thing. Um, based on what the rest of the list, I think it's right. the only thing that's left. Let's say it on three. One, two, three. Running back. What? Oh, my goodness gracious. Running back. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, DJ versus Tank versus Mark Anthony Richards. I think it's going to be DJ. We will see. And, you know, of course, Mark Antony, they're going to ease him back with, from his injury a year ago. So we will see how that plays out. But, yeah, I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun watching those guys run like crazy on A-Day as well as all the other scrimmages and practices. So that'll be fun. I've got two other names to watch. Uh, Peyton Anderson, 5'10", rising sophomore, 5'11", rising sophomore. And Jacob Jasinski, 5'10", redshirt sophomore. Um, those are both names to watch, not because I think they'll play, but they both have great running back names. Better than Tank? T- please tell me Peyton Anderson did not just run for 1,000 yards at Arkansas. He did. You know he did. And Jacob Jasinski, that guy was a sixth-round pick from some Midwestern school I've never heard of. Yeah, and he's a third down back in the NFL, and he gets, you know, 25 catches for uh, 180 yards every season. You can't tell me Jacob Jasinski is not Zach Zenner. They're the same person. Uh huh. Jaquez Rogers? Yeah, Oregon State? That's, I mean, yeah. All right. Where can people find you and hear you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at Couch Potato for more bad jokes you probably won't <laughs> laugh at. Uh, and you can tune in every day to Free Money Friday on ESPN 1067's 
Twitter account at 3 p.m. Um, and if, if you're interested in reading some college basketball analysis with uh, a few gambling picks, you can do it on ESPNAU.com. I work hard on that, so it would be cool if someone read it. Sweet. My mom doesn't even read it. I read it, buddy. Sometimes. I don't believe you. All right. <laughs> follow me on Twitter at Black. We follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn podcast. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.